Hello, everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. My name is Pat, founder at Online Seller UK. And today we'll be talking about seller performance challenges that's happening right now. And it's affecting everyone. And I'm joined by Leslie from Riverbend Consulting. So welcome to our podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. So let's start with your introduction, Leslie, and then we can take it from there. Sure. So I've actually been a seller on Amazon since 2010, a very long time. And then Riverbend Consulting has been around for almost six years. And we primarily focus on helping people with account health issues, like account suspensions, ASIN suspensions, and then other challenges where Amazon's just not helping you and you don't know what to do. Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are in that situation sometimes. Um, so uh, let's, let's talk about seller performance. So, so talk to us. What sort of challenges sellers are facing at the moment? So something that's very hot right now, and I think will be throughout the summer and even later, is the compliance with the INFORM Act. That is for anyone who sells in the U.S. It doesn't matter if you're based in the U.S. or the U.K. or somewhere else. If you sell in the U.S., this is a very important thing for you to comply with. They are essentially re-verifying everybody's seller account. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. So they ask for things like a photo ID, you have to confirm a phone number, an address, they ask for banking information, um, all of the same things you've probably already done. In some cases, they ask for a video call, in some they don't. Uh, we haven't yet figured out that pattern. Um, but as with everything with Amazon, uh, they start flying the plane before it's thoroughly built. And so we've already seen a lot of false positives where people are rejected, even though they're giving good information. We've seen crazy requests like, get this one, this is so bad. Someone submitted their bank statement and Amazon said, well, we need a current bank statement, current, last three months, that matches when you set up the account. I set up my account like 13 years ago. I'm at a different bank. Everyone's at a different bank. That's just nuts. And then we've also seen where they've approved people who did not submit matching information because they don't even have it. They bought the account from someone and yet it was approved. So I think there's going to be fallout from this for many, many months. Wow. This is, I'd like to word use the word crazy, but I didn't want to, but it, it is, it is like that. So um okay so it's well well like you said you know it's affecting a lot of people and um uh, and you're, you're also saying that it's not working even if they submit the right document so what do we do so there is a structure where you can set up a call um un unfortunately two weird things can happen one is you think you've set up a call but you actually don't get a verification email if that happens, you need to try again because you don't really have a call, even if it told you you did, if you don't get an email. And then um, thing number two is people set up a call and then Amazon doesn't show up to the call. So if that happens, you need to immediately call account health. So you can say, I was there and no one showed up so that they don't think you're the one who didn't show up. So it's on this particular instance, you've got to be super proactive get those calls set up. And then if it doesn't happen for whatever reason, just make sure they immediately know and document that you were there. Wow. Okay. And I'd like to talk about these video calls. They, this didn't used to happen before, right? This is uh, something new. 
Right. So we've been seeing the video calls for about a year now, slowly ramping up more and more. So they really want to make sure they can connect a human being, a real life human being to the documents that get submitted. And the reasoning behind all of this. So there's two things. Um, this new process, the INFORM Act in the States, it's really a lot like what's been going on in the UK and the EU for several years, where it's more stringent requirements to register and be verified. Um, so it's all that know your customer that y'all are already yeah. used to, right? Um, yeah. So they're just being tougher on the US side because of this new legislation. And a lot of it is based on uh, counterfeit goods. So tons of this is around the counterfeit goods. Uh, there are these rings of people in the United States who break into retail stores and, and steal all this stuff and sell it online. So there's that. And then there's the flat out counterfeits, you know, bad items that aren't a match for major brands. So that's the impetus here. Um, so, you know, they're recording these calls. So if you're a bad guy, do you really want to show your face and get recorded? I think that's what they're counting on is, getting some of these bad actors off the platform because they don't want to be saying, hey, I'm Leslie, you know, on this recorded call. Oh, wow. Okay. In some ways, it's a good thing because they are trying to get um, the wrong people out of the platform, which is, which is always good. And there's a fairer competition on the platform itself. So, okay, it's good. It's good. So, in, right. So let's talk a little bit on, on the the suspension reasons um, that sellers are facing right now, um, apart from what we just discussed. So do you want to talk about those? So speaking of making the platform more fair, um, last year we saw something really strange where for about four months, there were no suspensions that came through our doors for platform manipulation, bestseller rate manipulation. So these are things like fake reviews, um, or using those deal sites or rebate sites to get inorganic sales on Amazon, which is considered manipulation. Um, even things like, you know, when people put the flyer in their product and it says, hey, we'll give you back all the money you spent. Just give us this review. We'll PayPal you, all that stuff. Um, none of that is considered fair. It's also illegal. Um, uh, because there's the Federal Trade Commission here in the US, and I know there's similar bodies in the UK and the EU say you cannot do this, it's not fair play. Um, well, they're back all of a sudden. Uh, starting in February, we started seeing more suspensions for platform manipulation. And where people need to be very careful is what I was just talking about those inserts in your product where you're saying, give us, you know, give me a five-star review. I'm going to give you a coupon code for a free product, whatever that is, because Amazon is requiring people to remove all the inventory. So imagine, and oh my goodness, we had one seller where they wanted him to remove, he has five ASINs, he's a private label seller. They wanted him to remove all five ASINs, even though one ASIN had an insert and we talked them out of it, thank goodness. But still imagine they're telling you, you have to remove all your inventory. So you're paying for the removal order and then you have to either, you have to repackage it and you have to ship it back in. And you know, sometimes there's a hold on when they'll let you ship things back in after you remove them. So it can be a disaster for bestseller rating. So just don't do it y'all. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't worth the, all the risk involved, right? 
Yeah. So, um, and some of the other performance, uh, account health performance, like uh, like some of the order defect rates, some of the late dispatch and things like that. So they all contribute, can contribute towards suspension as well, right? Um, yeah, yes. So how often do you see these sort of situations? So there's an oldie but a goodie that we've been seeing a lot lately, which is inauthentic. It's so funny the way Amazon cycles through appeal types or like what they're suspending. So it's a lot like professional sports. And I know this happens in soccer or football, just like it does in American football, where at the beginning of the season, the referees all get together and they say, we had too many injuries last year for this thing. And so we're going to make sure that we start, you know, carting people or blowing the whistle for this thing. And then every game you watch, you'll see that penalty get called, right? It's like a trend. So here in the US with football, it was chop blocks one year. All of a sudden, anytime someone did this this block in the back of the knees, man, it was being called. We've never seen it before. Well, Amazon's like that. They all get together and say, we're having a problem with inauthentic. So then all of a sudden we see all of these inauthentic suspensions. That used to be like seven, eight years ago. That was the reason you got suspended. And it kind of went away. And they started only enforcing that at the ASIN level. So you'd get your ASIN taken down, but not your account. Well, now they're taking accounts down for, um, for inauthentic and also use sold as new. Same thing. They, they call that condition sometimes you sold as new. It can be that it was opened when someone got it, the seal was broken, it was dirty, faded, or that the returns handling at FBA didn't do a good job. So someone returned it and it was yucky and they shipped it back out. Um, for a long time, you'd only get an ASIN suspension. Now all of a sudden they're suspending accounts for that again. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Okay. so. So this, I don't think it's always legitimate claims, right? This, you know, seller, oh, sorry, buyer may complain that it's inauthentic, but it may not be authentic because there is, uh, buyer doesn't have to prove the complaints. They just have to maybe press a button somewhere saying inauthentic. So how do you deal on those type situations? Well, really, if I had to, make a guess at the clients that we work with. And we work with thousands of sellers. Yeah. About a third of them did the bad thing. Um, About okay. a, a third of them accidentally did the bad thing. So their operations weren't good. They weren't thinking things through. They should have done it better, but it wasn't on purpose or knowing it was going to be a problem. And then about a third of them, it really wasn't them. So it's either buyers or it is a false positive by Amazon. So in the cases where it's buyers or a false positive, you still have to find a way to take responsibility. That is very upsetting and frustrating for sellers who run good businesses because who wants to admit they did something that they didn't do? But I'll give you a, a perfect example. Let's say that you sell supplements which are not even supposed to be returned. If someone says, I don't like this supplement, you know, your vitamin C pill or whatever it is, I don't like it. I'm, I, I want to return it. Amazon is supposed to tell them, keep it. We'll give you a refund because it's consumable, but Amazon will tell them to return it. So they do, 
they put it back in fulfillable. They resell it and then someone opens the box and half the pills are gone. Well, that's not your fault, but you could have done something. So in that case, we say put seals on the box and have that sticker say, if seal is broken, item is not new. So that isn't for the buyer, that's for the returns grading people at Amazon to see that when they get it back where it says, if it's broken, item's not new. So that's an example of how you can admit fault and say, you know, we really should have had more seals. We should have had more indicators so that the returns grading could be better. And here's what we'll do. You kind of have to find a way to fall on the sword, even if it, it was Amazon. So, okay, so that's, that's good. At least you, what you're suggesting is right plan of action to, to, to resolve the situation. Okay, cool. So, um, so we've talked about lots of challenges um, in terms of account health and suspensions. That's really good information that you're giving us. Uh, I'm sure the listeners are benefiting from this. So we're coming towards the close of the podcast. So is there anything else you want to add in terms of performance of the account health? One last thing. So Amazon in the fall rolled out the account health rating here in the US and then it's slowly been rolled out across other marketplaces. They're still working on it. This is a score that they give you in your account. If you're, the scale is crazy. If you're from 200 to 1000, you're good. If you're from 100 to 200, you're at risk. If you're under 100, you're probably suspended or you could be at any moment. The, the difference between 200 and 1,000 is really based on sales volume. Like a small volume seller can never get above like 350 or 400. Um, but the important thing to know about this magical score, in the past, I would tell people, you don't necessarily have to appeal every ace in the Amazon suspends. Um, if you're never going to sell it again, don't worry about it as long as you're not being seeing the ASIN suspended over and over for that reason, like if it was a one-off or inauthentic, you're probably okay. Well, that's changed now. Um, because of this scoring system, uh, if you get a bunch of IP complaints, intellectual property complaints that a lawyer files all at once, and you've already had some stuff get your score lower, it can take you out fast. So you really do have to appeal every single ASIN now. It is just not safe to leave any violations untouched in your account. Wow. Wow. I've seen loads of accounts with at least one or two intellectual property violations and yeah, they're trading. Okay. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about immediately. So, right. Good. Thank you, Leslie, for your, uh, uh, for giving us lots of information here. So before we close, I think it's good for you to tell us if somebody wants to talk to you, call with you, where is the best place to find you? You can find our website at riverbendconsulting.com. We have a phone number on there. It's very exciting. We actually answer the phone and talk to sellers. We have a UK number and an EU number as well. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. And there's forms you can fill out if you want to contact back. And then if you head on over to LinkedIn or if you're already on LinkedIn, um, just type in my name, Leslie Hensel, and connect with me. And I'm happy to answer questions by DM. I put up new content about Amazon on my page all the time. Excellent. And I like I like the point that you can call someone. I think for Amazon seller, it's a it's a bonus. 
It really is. And, you know, no one answers the phone anymore. So oh, yeah. it is it is exciting that we do have actual human beings who will pick up the phone and we want to talk to you about the problem, because if we can if we can solve it, we want to sell something to you. But if we can't or we need to refer you to a different service provider, we want to do that, too. Excellent. And also for our listeners, Leslie will be with us at Amherst in um, Brighton later in October. So if you've got any concerns about your account or maybe you want to do an audit, you can speak to Leslie then and come and, come and see us. All right. right. Leslie, thank you very much for your time today and I'll speak to you soon. All the best. Thank you.